Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. The average American family throws out 30 to 40% of the groceries they buy from produce to leftovers. The easiest way to save money would be to use everything that we buy, but how do we do this? Joining me today is Amy Cross of the Cross Legacy blog, known for their viral strawberries in a jar hack. On this episode, Amy shares some of her best tips for washing and storing produce and how to ultimately save money by doing so. But before we get to the conversation, as always, head over to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and leave a rating and review so that others can find this podcast and it continues, it can continue to succeed and grow. As a side note, I'd love to hear what you want to hear about on the Minimalist Moms podcast. What is something that you're looking to simplify or maybe an area that you're struggling with that you'd like to have more information on how to be more intentional? Whatever it may be, I try to get to all of my direct messages and emails. Emails, I might take a little bit longer, but direct messages I'm a little bit better about. So I'd love to hear from you. As for my Minimalist Moment this week... I couldn't decide what I wanted to share with you all, so I asked my husband if this was a good story to share. He said it was, so stay with me here. I realized today that we're six months into the year, and I can count on probably less than two hands the number of times that I've purchased coffee outside of my home. This is a habit that I never thought I could cultivate, but I will say... And this is where it it might sound kind of bougie, but I ended up splurging, I mean investing, in an espresso machine. So this is something that has been on my wish list for a few years now, but I never wanted to pull the trigger, so to speak, to spend that much money at once on something that seemed like I may or may not use it. That said, it's one of my favorite parts of my morning routine to go downstairs and get my espresso. I definitely subscribe to the idea of quality over quantity. I would rather invest in something that I'm going to regularly use and love and get my money's worth, kind of like my wool sweaters I wear all winter long, uh, than to purchase coffee out and spend, at this point, $3.50 on a black coffee. I don't want to convince you to buy an espresso machine if you don't need one. But I will say that I think it's good to put things on your wish list and to sit on them and to discuss with your spouse, your partner, whether or not it's going to be a good long-term choice. The last part that I will share, this is the part I wasn't sure if I wanted to share or not. We purchased the espresso machine back in January, so obviously right after Christmas, and how I ended up paying for it was by returning several Christmas gifts. This isn't always going to work out this way. I wrote about it in my book and how I go about asking for gifts, gift giving, all that kind of stuff, and returning gifts. But it ended up working out that I paid for a little over half of it with return Christmas gifts. So it didn't feel like as big of a deal. But if you are looking to make a bigger purchase, come up with creative ways to make extra money. Create a side hustle, sell some things. I've participated in research studies before where you get paid a couple hundred bucks. And yes, all of this may sound ridiculous thinking outside of the box in this way for something as silly as an espresso machine. But if it is something that you really want, I say think outside of the box, go for it, communicate, make a plan, and try and choose quality over quantity if you can. All right, I think that's it. Let's get into this conversation with Amy Cross. 
Amy, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. As I said before we got on the call, I always like to come back to simplicity and intentionality with my guests. And I feel like that is right in your wheelhouse with your book. I bought it. Now what? So before we get into that whole conversation, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself to the listeners and tell me if you consider yourself to be a minimalist. My name is Amy Cross, and last summer I started a blog called The Cross Legacy, and over the last 10 months, it has totally went viral with the strawberries in a jar hack, and so our lives have completely changed um, in the last 10 months. It's just been incredible. About five years ago, I totally started looking into a more non-toxic lifestyle. And um, we had a cancer scare in our family. And um, it really made me realize that I wanted to get plastic out of my kitchen. And I wanted to start thinking about some other things. And we are um, an allergy family. So we have tons of allergies. So I buy single ingredient items and then have to make a lot of our things from scratch. So I kind of joke that I'm a minimalist maximus because when it comes to food storage, I'm not necessarily a minimalist, but five years ago, I got rid of like 60 pairs of shoes and I got rid of, you know, all these random products that we had in our house to really go down to single ingredient items and focus on those single ingredient items that we needed um, to sustain our family. And I don't know if you'll get to this later on with some of my questions, but are you going to get to the strawberries in a jar, what that is? Sure. Well, strawberries in a jar um, started years ago. I'm a foster mom. And so I've always swashed my berries. And then um, as I had littles in my house, we were realizing that they didn't know the names of the fruits and vegetables. They didn't know what they were. They were more used to having Taco Bell and not fresh produce. And so I started putting our items in glass as I was also getting rid of plastic in our kitchen. And they were able to point to the items and be able to, you know, say they wanted these things instead of having the words for them. And so my fridge had always been where we washed the produce items and stuff. It started turning into, we were putting things in mason jars and glass jars, pickle jars um, for the first few years. And when you open up my fridge, it looks beautiful. And then the littles were more apt to want to eat a rainbow a day, um, which is what we teach them that our snacks come from the fridge and we eat a rainbow a day. Being an allergy family, we don't have a lot of like processed snacks in the house. And so it's, it's a transition and it being a more natural home. So last summer, I decided I was going to start a blog. And the very first weekend that I put a picture up, I happened to put a picture up of strawberries in a jar. Like I can get them to last three weeks. I didn't realize that people threw away strawberries every couple of days. <laughs> and um, anyways, it's been shared over 17 million times wow. in the last couple months. So it just became like this viral sensation that people are copying everywhere. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be able to teach families all around the world how to keep their produce longer. So we have 93,000 followers on our Instagram um, page and um, they're checking in daily because the strawberries in the jar and just, it's just, it's not stopping. Like people want to know how to do this. It's a simple process. I only go to the grocery store once every three weeks and I can keep produce items fresh the entire time. 
the average family in the United States throws away 30 to 40% of the groceries they buy. And the World Economic Forum says um, the average around the world of the groceries that's thrown away is 61%. So it's often not like the store prices that's the issue in families' grocery budgets. It's what they're doing with the groceries once they bring them home. That's so interesting. And you have this book, I bought it now what, and I want to know how that came about in your life, but also, um, we're going to be talking about this today. We oftentimes are buying good foods, healthy foods, but before we know it, they're, they're going bad and then we feel wasteful. And so we're like, Oh, why do I even try? And it's a cyclical thing. So I do have more questions about that, but tell me first, how did this book come about? So every single day I'm answering questions. I spend over four hours a day answering questions to moms on our Instagram page. And it's just my way to be able to connect with other moms around the world. Um, And these same questions kept coming up and we were putting them on the blog. But, you know, how do we keep peppers longer? How do I keep an avocado longer? You know, so the very first book is the first 25 produce items. And then there's also a second book that comes out on June 21st. And that is the next 25 items. And those are talking more about like pineapple, you know, how you can wash it properly. So you don't bring fruit flies in your house because the crown of the pineapple is the worst, you know, how I can get watermelon to last for weeks and different like summer items that we're talking about. Blackberries is another one. A lot of people think blackberries only last a day or two and and you can get them to last three weeks. Well, they do um, in my home. They last like a day or two, just because my boys go through them so quickly. Eat them, yeah. <laughs> you did say avocado though. And that is something that you get them. And then by the time that they're ready, they're too ripe and then yucky. So that right. I am curious about that one. Well, I know this isn't recorded, but when you pinch your two fingers together, like your finger and your forefinger, Uh that's kind of the squishiness that you're looking for when you buy an avocado. So take like an extra second and kind of feel for that Uh Um, and don't buy the rock, rock hard ones. So if you can just take an extra second at the store and find the right one. Then when you bring it home, wash it like I teach and put it in the um, crisper drawer with lemons. So lemons and avocados are produce buddies and they make each other last longer. So they don't need to be stored in water, which the FDA has came out and debunked telling people not to do um, because it can be dangerous because people are not washing them and putting them in water. And then... um, but if you store them with avocados, the or avocados and lemons together, they release um, the gases that keep each other happy. So we call them produce buddies. Okay. So normally I buy avocados every three weeks and then I buy lemons every six weeks because I normally get a bag at Costco every other time I go grocery shopping. So, but they keep each other fresher longer in the okay. um, drawer. And then when you cut it, if you put it in a mason jar, a wide mouth pint size jar. I use it for apples when I slice it and I, I cut it and I put it back in this jar with the metal lid on it uh-huh. in the fridge and it'll last for a couple of days after you sliced it. So like if you have a toddler that only wants to eat part of it or whatever, but a couple of months ago, I put a banana in the jar, half of it. I actually ate it after 30 days, but oh can you God. imagine eating a banana like two days after you opened it? opened in the glass jar with a metal lid in the refrigerator. It gets you to the next snack or the next day. How cool is that? One thing that you talk about is how to grocery shop once every three weeks and eat the produce all month long. So how are you doing this? You've given us a few tips here, but do you have anything else that you really swear by? 
learning like how much I can shove my fridge was a first start to this for sure. So as we have done this over the years, I know like, oh, I have berries that need to go in the fridge, but I have watermelon that was on the counter for the last two weeks and I just cut it yesterday. So um, kind of knowing those produce cycles of what needs to be eaten sooner and what can be um, held off a little bit longer helps a lot. So normally like this last grocery cycle trip, I was buying cantaloupe and pineapple and those items need to be eaten a little bit sooner than a watermelon that can actually sit in your pantry or on your counter for a month. Learning those kind of things and what can fit in your fridge and not overbuy what can fit in your fridge. But as I teach these produce skills, one of the things is that they need to lay out on the counter and dry. And I get so many people like, oh, my kids ate them all that first day, you know, as they were sitting out there, you know, and that's a good thing. The more that they pick at them and get excited over that three hour drying period, the better it is. And you need to buy a little tiny bit more knowing that they're going to eat more produce on that first day. You know, you kind of see your family's rhythms and, um, and know what to use. But um, just that idea of only going to the store once a day or once, <laughs> not once a day, <laughs> we used to go to the store once a day. It was like, my husband would stop on his way home from work. Can you grab this and this? And like, how many times do you just grab $50 worth of stuff because you ran into the store? So I always say that I've made this a minimalistic thing as far as time. One day, every three weeks, I spend some time going to the grocery store, washing my produce, laying it out, but it's one time every three weeks, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it cuts down so much time, but it's saved our budget. At one point, we were working five jobs between my husband and I. Wow. Uh, We were dealing with medical bills and we were just trying to figure everything out. And the only thing that we had cut everything else in our life, Mm -hmm. and the only thing that we couldn't figure out how to cut more was groceries Mm because it was just like, how do you cut groceries? We had a house full of littles, huge medical bills. And when I started realizing like we are going to the store way too much and every time I go in, it's a cart full, it's this, that, like the kids want extra things. Once a month was too far out. And then it was just like, you were bored and didn't want to cook. And we don't eat out because we're an allergy family. So like, it really is like once every three weeks and that's all the groceries that we buy and eat for the entire month. So it really has saved our family budget. And I'm able to teach this really knowing what it's like to struggle with a family grocery budget, you know, and, and see the difference. But on average, we spend around a hundred dollars on produce every three weeks. Okay. So it depends on, you know, what I'm buying between 80, hundred dollars. If it's, well, you can't see on the video, but I'm a canner. So if it's harvest and I'm buying like 150 pounds of tomatoes and it's more, you know, but we have zero produce waste. We have zero food waste, you know, and so we are actually eating all the produce that we're buying. I buy all organic and then as close to the farm fresh as I can. So sure. Yeah. You've said so much. So we also try to, we do Costco. So we'll do Costco maybe once every couple of weeks, and then I'll put in a giant Eagle or Aldi order once a week for the produce because it goes bad so quickly. And I have been able to discover, which I'm sure you know this, I'll buy the little case of lettuce for my salads. I don't know. What is it? It's like a plastic box of lettuce. I guess you probably just get lettuce from the refrigerator section and chop it yourself, but this is convenient for me. So that's what I do, but I put a paper towel in there and I've noticed that it will last 
several days longer if I do that. So I've been doing that, but yeah, I I've always felt like, okay, well I have to go, even if Marty wants to go twice uh, a month to Costco and just once a week to a grocery store, I'm like, well, this is going to go bad and I need to keep this fresh or simply we're just going through it because I have two little boys that love to eat fruit and they love to eat different types of produce. So I guess I want to talk more about you changing the expectation on how long we can store produce and eat it fresh. Cause you said something about how you ate a banana 30 days. I'm sure that you were trying to experiment a little bit there. It was but... an experiment. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You've, I guess you've kind of already talked about this and hinted at this about just changing the expectation that we can I do a little bit more work on the front end and then have this food much longer. All right. You were talking about the salad in the plastic container and um, I buy romaine normally in a head of lettuce and then I can get it to last for an entire month. I store it in glass after I wash it, but things like salad, bag salads, you know, salad in containers, spinach, those are the most recalled items because of listeria. So even though they say that they're triple washed, I don't trust that. I want to make sure that they're washed. Um, And so by washing them in vinegar, you're killing off any E. coli, listeria, mold spores, um, your, you know, any residue pesticides on it. I mean, I buy organic, but knowing that I'm bringing home and I'm washing it is the safest thing I can do for my family. Even with the um, the strawberries last week, the FDA had came out saying that there was a hepatitis A outbreak in strawberries. And they didn't tell us until May 28th that it was from March. You know, rinsing those off in water right before you hand them to a kid is not going to kill those pathogens and stuff on strawberries or any produce items. So the best thing that you can do is try to bring it home and wash them. Things like baby carrots, like Mm -hmm. the baby bullet carrots, those are soaked in chlorine. Mm -hmm. And so again, that's like something I don't necessarily need in my life, (laughs) a vegetable item that's soaked in chlorine. And so buying the bunches of them, because my kids seem to like them better. So I'll just peel them with a peeler and wash them off and taking off that first layer of yuckiness. But yeah, I feel like those are actually much more delicious than the little ones anyway. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. yeah. And then once you um, peel them, you can put them in a glass container in the fridge and okay. they'll, last, they'll stay crunchy for a month. I prep food and watch a movie or whatever at the same time. Yeah. And then we have, you know, salad fixings for, you know, two weeks at a time or whatever we're working on, but just those different things that I buy that will last longer. And then I'm not always having to run to the grocery store because I mean, we used to run to the grocery store because I needed an avocado and you had to buy an avocado that day or, you know, like all these different things that I've just kind of picked up over the years. It's kind of funny because my friend Suzanne, she actually lives here in my neighborhood. She was for years like, Amy, you need to teach people how to do this. And I was just like, what are you talking about, Suzanne? Everybody knows how to wash their lettuce. It's just you. And she's like, no, my lettuce keeps going bad. I keep getting at the store. And I'm like, Suzanne, we go to the same store. Like, I couldn't figure it out. And for five years, she was just like, you really have like these mad skills. You need to teach people. And I was just like, it's just you. (laughs) No, you do. Yes, you absolutely do. But was there anything else you wanted to share with listeners to encourage in this area or anything we've missed? Well, I go to the grocery store once every three weeks. That's Uh what works from our family. But I just want to encourage people to try to go a little bit less, whatever that is. Like if if that's for your family is not going every single day, or if that's 
pushing it out three days or seven days or whatever it is. Like you don't have to, you know, just be a hundred percent. Oh, I'm only going to go to the grocery store once every three weeks. Like really look in your fridge before you go to the store, figure out what needs to be eaten next. I base our meal plan, what we're eating for the week on what produce items need to be eaten sooner. So just trying to look at what you have and use what you have and learn these techniques to be able to wash them and save you money. I mean, really it's 30 to 40% off of a grocery budget of savings when you're actually using the produce items that you're buying. Absolutely. Well, where can listeners find you if they want to connect more with you online? So I am on Instagram every single day. That is my main hub where I am. I'm on there every single day. I I personally answer every single one of the questions that come in. We're The Cross Legacy on Instagram. Everywhere we are The Cross Legacy. My name is Amy Cross and the cross legacy is our family motto, but we also have our website, which has the book links and everything else. Um, so the, the cross Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is what is a resource that's been beneficial to you that you'd love to share with the listeners? And this doesn't have to do with anything that we've been talking about, just something that you've really benefited from. I'm a huge YouTube person. I'm a homesteady YouTube, you know, Farmhouse and Boone is like one of my very favorite things to watch and see her manage her family. And um, also Jordan Page on um, her budget boot camp and um, shelf cooking. So um, she is a true hero of mine. So who was the first one you said? Uh, Lisa Bass, Farmhouse on Boone. Okay, cool. Well, I'll include those in the show notes and I'll also check them out. I do love YouTube too. I don't really watch TV. I'm more of a podcast reading or YouTube girl. I just, you can get sucked in. It's really easy to do. All right. My last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? To listen to that calling in your heart, whatever it is. My calling of my heart is to help other moms. And I never, ever thought it would be strawberries that got me there. But to be able to listen to that calling of your heart, whatever, whatever you're being led to do and follow through with it. I would love to say it's produce hacks, but it really is mm-hmm. just the connection that I'm making with other people that is so important to everything we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, I can totally relate to this uh, or to, to that sentiment. That's how this podcast started. It was just a passion, creative project that took off. So, I mean, you never know you, until you try it and you have to sometimes do a little bit of work to see a reward, but it's all, it's, it's fun to connect with other moms too, and just not feel alone. And I don't know all the cheesy sentiment that you could say. <laughs> It's so true. My kids are older. Like we didn't even have Facebook when my kids were little, you know? So, well, thank you so much, Amy, for your time today. I really, I appreciate your, the hacks that you've given us. And I hope people pick up a copy of your book to help them with their own budgets and pursuing this type of lifestyle. It's definitely something I'm very interested in. So I'm so glad you were here to join us. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.